You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 35. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. What do you think of the name Savvy Shields? I think Savvy Shields is a great name. S-A-V-V-Y? S-A-V-V-Y. I don't like it. I like it. Derek and Steve present... Fourth and two, do you go for it? He'll like let the clock run out and he'll say, ah, timeout. <laughs> Yeah. And then he'll go back and punt it. Yeah. So I was sitting amidst a bunch of uh, cigarette-smoking degenerate gamblers waiting for slot machines to open at 7 a.m., <laughs> watching BC lose a game. Not fun to watch her no. like act. And I guess that's what it was supposed to be, she you know, because she's the bad guy. Voice and yeah, she yeah. like this. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 35 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve. How's it going? How's it going? You refuse to mix it up. You, there was a time when you used to mix it up. I used to, I, yeah. There was probably three weeks when you asked different questions. I'll mix it up next week. I will. Okay. Well, I promise. Uh, I promise. Things are going well. Um, the one question I have for you today, um, and I ripped this straight from a Deadspin, Deadspin. A- article, but it was funny and it kind of suits our is a uh, Tic Tac a mint or is a hot dog <laughs> a sandwich <clears throat> theme. So is the word wild? W-I-L-D, a one-syllable word or a two-syllable word? How, how wild. You... I'm going to say one. I'm going to say one. Wild. Wild. Cause a lo- it's, it... But like, if you needed to make it two for like a sports chant, you could. A lot of people like, use... Wild. A lot of people say wild. Wild. Yeah. So it could technically yeah. be a two-syllable Depends word. Where like, you're how, from. Do you, how do you from say from down it? south, you're like, wild. It's a one-syllable wild. word. Yeah. If, if you're from the south, it's a one-syllable word. But if you're like... If you're like from, I don't know where they would Pittsburgh. say, Pittsburgh, like wild. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I'm going to say, I think it's a one-syllable word, but I think that some one-syllable words end up getting dragged out a little bit. Wow. What, I, it, what, what does the dictionary say? I'm, uh, I assume it says one. The Actually, the dictionary has two. It's like Oxford's really? has one, really? and Webster's has another. Wow. Yep. So Interesting. It, it's split right down the middle. I mean, that opens up a, a lot of different words. Because the, that, phonetic, the phonetic spelling... Is how how you determine right right and in one it's y like w h y or however you would y, spell it and then e l d wild o yeah and yeah, one is just wild. like wild one yeah, yeah w i l d it's a lot of sounds to pack into one it syllable is. so wild yeah <laughs> maybe it's three <laughs> three syllables <It's> three <laughs> yeah so that's the so, debate I say one but I. That's a that's a good debate one. That's a safe answer. That's a good debate. And but there, and there's going to be a lot of words that fall into that category. Yeah, like, I can't think of any right now. Yeah, neither can I. But dial, but d- dial, yeah, file. That could I, potentially I think, be two. I think dial is two. I think it's a it's got the a the i and then the a. It's dial. What about file? F i l. File is 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 in the same category as wild. I think. All right. File. I think it's one, but and we'll sleep on it. Yeah, sleep yeah. on it and then get yeah. back to me. Yeah, we'll we'll, get, we'll come back to that next week. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Episode Welcome. Thirty-five. Thirty-five is a lot of episodes. Thirty-five is a lot. Thirty-five is quite a bit. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for a while now. Thirty-five weeks. Thirty-five weeks. It sounds like a long time. It sounds like a long time, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like that long. Thirty-five is a long time. Like I'm thinking back to like our first episode, and like that was a oh, long yeah. time ago. Well, it doesn't seem that long ago. Uh, to, well, to me, it feels like it was more than 35 weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I feel like 35 weeks is a long so, time. So, like, 
when, when I think back specifically to like our first episode, like when we sat here and listened to that serial spoof, that feels like it was so long ago mm, to me. That might be true. Yeah. Like it feels like that was a year ago, but that was not quite a year ago yet. Christmas time. Not even close. It was Christmas time though. We're coming close to a year. Yay. We are coming close to a year. Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, that was a long introduction to say it's episode 35. Correct. And we have three periods for you. Probably not a super long show today, but uh, let's get it started. So first period, we have pop culture for you, which mm-hmm. we're starting it out. A lot of our pop culture fans don't get this so early in the show. We usually start with other oh, yeah. stuff. But we're going pop culture first period. Th- throwing it right in your face. Right in your face. So uh, <laughs> Here it comes. So Emmys. The Emmys were yesterday. Did you watch a second of them? I watched zero seconds of the Emmys. Same with me. Same I with heard me. about... A few seconds of the Emmys. Me too. So Me too. let's talk about the things we heard. Yeah, I agree. So basically the winners is what we want to talk the about. The winners so. is what we'll talk about. The Emmys is like the first of the award ceremony yep. roundup. Yeah. Um, and it's television. 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 Yes. Emmys are television. So and I think the whole season ends with the Oscars in like February. Yeah, so if you're going for the EGOT, one. Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys, you got to start with an Emmy. Actually, I feel like the Tonys might have been... Already happened. Well, who cares? I don't know about the Tonys. But, the Tonys but, are obviously yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I did. I didn't. Kind of didn't expect you to include the Tonys. Hamilton. There, but, Hamilton won all the Tonys. How yeah, about that? I think the Tonys was recently already. So okay. the Emmys maybe a second. I don't know. We'll see. Well, who cares? It but, was recently already. It was recently already. Okay, yes. cool. They, um, as opposed to having not yet happened in the future. So <laughs> okay, so the Emmys happened. Um, the obvious winners, and and I. We'll we'll go through these and kind of say our little spiel on each one. But uh, winner of best drama, obviously Game of Thrones. Yes, we're big Thrones fans. Um, we did, have we ever done a week by week Thrones as our as our TV show or no? I don't think we ever have. Yeah, we did. Yes. Okay. Every year. Uh, we just we've done so many shows now. It's kind of yes. like impressive. I couldn't tell if you were kidding. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did Thrones every week. Okay, we yeah. did Thrones. We did. Night of. We did Thrones and Night of. <laughs> we did Making a Murderer. We did The Bachelor. We did The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. We've done we a, lot a lot of shit, We so. only did one season of Thrones. We, there's only been one season okay. of Thrones that, while we podcasted, but we had Murph on a few times. To yes, that's right. That's we, right. We did Thrones. He was our Thrones expert. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It um, just all blends together it does, now. It's it just does. 35 episodes. It does. And Come now on. we don't have one, so it's like you sit back and you're like, what's our Sunday show? What have yeah. I just talked to you about? Yeah. What have I talked to the microphone about? Yeah. Um, so Game of Thrones, winner, best drama. I, I It's definitely not the first time it's won. HBO kind of ran the show and the Emmys this year, so the Game of Thrones for Best Drama is not surprising at all. Um, best Comedy, Derek? Also HBO, and this one goes to Veep. Do you watch Veep? I've seen Veep, and I respect Veep. I don't watch it um, often, yeah. but... I don't watch it regularly either. I have seen it, and it's. I think it's funny every time I've seen it. Um, I, for some reason, I don't watch it all the time. Like I, the, uh, I don't get drawn into funny shit. Like the funny shows, I like to watch them when they're on, but I'm not like, oh, I got to go start that from episode one yeah. and watch it. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of comedies. I think it's like if you're if you get into it, like I know I know a lot of people they're into Silicon Valley because they yeah. were in there from the beginning and like now they like the storyline and yeah. the comedy. But if you watch comedies in passing, you're kind of unlikely to be like, all right, I got to go back and watch episode one, season one. Yeah. So. I kind of just watch Veep in passing, but I think it's funny. I think it's good. And I, think I assume it deserved this award. It deserves this award. And um, the Emily, what's her name? Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julie, Louis Dre- Julia. Julie, whatever her name is. Dreyfus. Um, she won be- Best yeah, Actress. Julie Dreyfus. Julie Dreyfus. Uh, she won Best Actress in a Comedy as well. So Veep kind of cleaned up in the comedy section. Mm-hmm. Um, Veep gets a lot of play. A lot of people love Veep. Yeah. Um, watch it religiously and, and, and really praise it and... The episodes I've seen are great. Yeah. It's kind of like the exact opposite of House of Cards. <laughs> it's like 
oh look, running yeah. for office and being president is so fun and goofy. And House <laughs> of Cards is like, oh my god, you're killing multiple people a year, <laughs> and every decision is based on like pure hatred. Yeah. Um, but I like them both. So happy for Veep. There you go. Um, best actor in a drama series. Didn't see this one coming. The Mr. Robot guy. Yeah. Um, I didn't look up his name because I thought, who cares about his real name? He's you know he's, who he is. He's the guy from yeah. Mr. Robot. He's like got beady eyes and he's like really skinny and kind of like looks yeah. like he's really scared. Yeah, he's in other stuff. He's too. in other. No, yeah. he's not. I think I've seen him before. But I've never seen. I've him seen before. him in something besides Mr. Robot. I'll see if I can figure out what it is. Okay. Anyway, he's the Mr. Robot guy. I've been told by multiple people that Mr. Robot is the show to watch. Me, yeah, same. With but it's me on too. regular cable. It's on USA. It's on like a normal boring channel. Why would I ever watch that? So it's on USA, which has a reputation of like suits is on USA. USA has got all these shows that are like dumb, like good, but like dumb Dumb. and like kind of cheesy, you know? Yeah. I've been told Mr. Mr. Robot is not. Me too. And and Mr. Robot in your head, it's like a, it's about a hack, like a futuristic hacker. And, um, that's all I really know. It's about a hacker, but that on USA kind of leads to you to believe, oh wow, this is going to be a suits. This is going to be, it's going to, they're going to make some comedy. They're going to make some pop culture references and they're going to try to stretch this as long as they can but apparently it's really really good um and i think it's on the second or third season now and it's won multiple awards so mr robot might be our next show if you guys have any thoughts on it let us know because we have heard nothing but good things um so if you want to add to that let us know if you hate it i would also be interested to hear that also he's not in very much other stuff He's, he's in 24 i watched 24 that's the reason that i is he a main uh, character? Uh, no, he's not a main character, but I knew I recognized him from something. Okay. So. But he's not a he's not a big time actor before gotcha. Mr. Robot. Well, so. you know who is about to be a big time yes, actress? Yes, and that's the, let's get into it. That's the actress for best uh, uh, best actress in a drama, which is Tatiana Maslany, who is Orphan Black's main six characters. So and for those of you who <laughs> haven't watched Orphan Black, watch it. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, and, and so this is a rare like. We this is a show that we love, but we for some reason kind of stopped watching it. But I, I think I don't know why we stopped watching it. But it, I think we lost the the channel it was on for a little bit. We moved, yeah, and then we just lost momentum. And it's a on very it. very intense storyline. It's it requires a lot. Yeah, it, it requires you to follow. It might, it. it might not be a binge watchable show. It's not because a it's like it's, show. it's 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 a heavy it, watching experience. It's one of those shows if you stop for two weeks, you're kind of anxious to get back because you need to know. Yeah. What you need yeah. to know what has happened the past few episodes, yeah. so, and so if you give, forgot anything, yeah. you're kind of screwed. To give you the quick elevator pitch, more uh, it's amazing. More gearing this towards telling you why she won her first Emmy finally, which yeah. was overdue. I think um, five years overdue. Five, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. However many years it's been on, that's how, how that's how long it's overdue. Um, she so Tatiana Maslany, who's the main character, play. It's the show is about clones. It's a clone uh, science fiction project, and she plays. I think I mean at, at minimum four major characters. Five, that, I mean yeah. five in the last in one. total like eight eight or nine characters in total. But yeah. like as far as like through the life of four plus seasons, five characters, four or five characters that persist through all five seasons. And she it, plays them and they have their own character. And it's identities. not like Austin Powersy where yeah. where you can tell it's Austin Powers yeah. or like Eddie Murphy yeah. where you can tell he's playing. You can. She plays different. Characters yeah. and, and I didn't see the whole list of Emmys. I would hope that Orphan Black has won by now for video editing. I don't know if that's a character. That's a. I don't know if that's a category, but like Might be. the the film editing in Orphan Black is is equally impressive to her performance. It's like you've got. 
I mean, the three main characters, there's like kind of three cornerstone characters, and they interact with each other all the time on yeah. camera in the same scene, sometimes all, a moving camera. And they're all so different. And they're all completely different. It's like... It, and it's I, all I think done by this one woman. This one... Yeah. And I think we pointed out the, the most remarkable um, instance. I remember like... I remember this scene, and I probably always will remember this scene, when she... When... when she as one of the characters' name is Sarah, and the other is Allison, and Allison's this like soccer mom. Yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't she, remember and, Sarah and, was one of the clones. And as Sarah, as Sarah, she had to pretend to be Allison at this oh, event. Oh yeah, and you could tell that like it was it was amazing that you could tell from an acting perspective that she was being Sarah, pretending to be Allison. It's yeah. like that 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 puts your was, mind in pretzels. Yeah, she like, was being herself. Like she's she's this one actress, yeah, playing a character pretending to be a different character the, who's also she plays both acted, of them. acted by her, <laughs> yeah. It's and and you, and could, you tell. could tell you could you could you like she was pretending to like she was she was picking she was using all the idiosyncrasies and stuff that you yeah. would do if you were pretending to be the one character, yeah. But she kept all of the subtle like idiosyncrasies of her of the character that was, she was in form was like at that point. Brilliant, it was act, amazing. It was brilliant acting for someone, even if they were pretending to be a, a different, different character yeah. a different human let alone one that they act themselves so yeah. like they need to then distinguish like mentally what traits am i going to like exhibit and not exhibit yeah. being it, it was she, it was amazing that's what i'm so, saying it's overdue she deserved yeah. best actress a long time oh, yeah, ago yeah agreed agreed so um, so long deserved mas tatiana maslani for orphan black if you haven't checked it out watch the first season give give yourself yeah. that at least to experience first season's great at least to experience yeah. her her acting yeah. cuz it, it really is the, act, the acting and the editing are you have to see it and then, and then if you choose to stick with the plot the plot does get crazy it gets I mean, crazy like so if you want to that's drop why, off that's, that's part of the reason we dropped off it's because it's just once you once you miss two weeks of it you're, yeah. you have to kind of yeah. restart the season or, or you're screwed and yeah. we, did, we just yeah and, and it gets very very into like it's like this government run project and like all these clones like like it gets in it's a very involved plot i'm not it's not a negative i'm just saying it gets very high maintenance to watch the show but, but the first the first the, season is yeah, worth it exactly so okay. definitely give that a watch so cool all right some more quick facts yeah so a few quick things about the emmys too just to wrap it up one thing noted is that uh stephen colbert made his switch from late night comedy to uh late night i guess what do they call it just late night just yeah just late night um and he got no nominations. First time in in a couple of years that Colbert usually Colbert sweeps the Emmys. Yeah, um, his show is very highly rated on Comedy Central for a long time. Um, not even nominated, and people aren't that upset. He had a rough first year. Just kind of comes with the territory. Um, a lot of other late night hosts have been stepping up. James Corden is doing really well. Um, Jimmy Kimmel is doing really well. Jimmy Fallon's doing real yep. really well. So Colbert's still trying to find his niche. Um, He's get, he's doing better apparently according to the ratings, but that first uh, bumpy ride. So no Emmys for him. Also, I I thought this was very interesting. Here's the breakdown of Emmy nominations by network. So with the most, I think obviously you can well maybe not obviously, but HBO has the most with 94 Emmy nominations. FX was second with 56. Interesting. Can you name any shows on FX? Uh, I think no. the Americans is on the FX. The Americans, yeah. I think I think Justified is on FX, which yeah. I have never watched, but I see it advertised. There's a lot. some. They have some decent shows, but 56 was FX for next. Netflix was 54 nominations, and then the cable channels: NBC 41, ABC 35, and CBS with 35. Mm-hmm. So, also kind of showing. I think we've talked about this too. The trend that subscription television or subscription oh, yeah. 
programming is kind of where we're heading. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and, and, but it's a good thing. It's forcing yeah. the best shows to the top. Yeah, because what ha- you get the bad writing when you get the ABC. Uh, NBC, CBS shows. You get the writing for ratings. You get writing to survive one more season. Yeah, and so and what's happened over over the course of several years is, um, and, you know, it's it's funny. I actually kind of think about this a little bit every time I see. I thought about it on the opening night of the NFL season because the opening night of football is Thursday night, and it's Sunday night football on NBC. Yes, that's the program, and so that's part of the reason that that NBC, ABC, and CBS don't have premier television program anymore is because Sunday Night Football is NBC's number one programming event. Yeah. That's it. And then CBS, same thing. Like, their football broadcasts are yeah. their main thing. And ABC's got, like, you know, the NBA playoffs and all these other things. And so they've prioritized that, which is fine. I mean, that's expected almost. But it's just funny because that that one thing that always sticks with me is that Thursday Night Football, they still call it Sunday Night Football because that's their that's a program just like a TV show is. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's counts, where counts that's where the, the resources yeah. are going with those networks. So, um, do you think that the subscription networks jump into sports? Eventually? I do, I do. I I, th- I mean, we've well, so I mean, we've we're seeing Twitter now brought uh, streaming NFL games. They're, they got that Thursday night game. Yeah. So that's the first movement of NFL game to the internet. Um, not that it was exclusive; it was also on TV. But yeah, yeah I absolutely think that these subscription model television uh, providers are certainly going to be calling the NFL within the next 10 years and saying, yeah. hey, what's I it going to take for me ima- to get your Thursday night game? Imagine if with if Netflix, who got 54 nominations, got one or two games from NBC These or These networks or, would or start CBS. Like, crapping themselves. Yeah, they would, they would lose their biggest market. How many people do you know? Tell me, how many people do you know if the NFL were to be on Netflix? Like, this is a long jump, but if the NFL had all of its games on Netflix, how many people do you know maybe percentage wise that would stop paying for Comcast. I mean, if I could, I, I would, would. Yeah. I would, if, if the NFL was on Netflix, totally, I would no longer put pay for live television. Yeah. Cause ESPN at a yeah. hundred dollars a month. I mean, that's yeah. no way I, I would pay. I would get Hulu for like 30 bucks a month or whatever. Or I don't know. Yeah. 10 bucks, whatever it costs. Yeah. If one of those streaming services were to acquire the rest of the NFL games, I know the price would go up, but but Comcast charges you like a hundred to hundred fifty dollars a month for, for garbage. For, for garbage. For I mean, for what, for what we've now become dependent on. But it's for for garbage service. They basically charge Ter- you for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, it's like yeah. paying a hundred dollars for yeah. Brooklyn Nine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the sports. It's the sports, are the, sports are the thing. Yeah. And so, so yeah. The answer is, I I think yes. The, these subscription models are going to be calling these sports network uh, sports uh, leagues very. You know, within the next ten years, I think they're going to be calling and trying to get the rights to some of these broadcasts and if NBC, ABC, CBS don't pony up on those, they, they would be at risk of, I don't, I don't know if I want to dare say going out of business, but that would start the downfall. If those networks were to lose sports, that would absolutely start uh, the, I, think I, I the don't end, think the beginning of the end for cable. I don't think they'll uh, let it happen. They'll shell out as much money as possible. Yeah, I think so too. They, they just have to, but, um, so but wh- yeah. What a good segue <laughs> into, into the second period. Into the second period, which All is right. sports. Second so. period is sports. Um, great football on this yeah. week, if, yeah. if you're a Pats fan. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Giants fan. Or a, or a Giants or, fan, or true. But, but not a lot of good football being played in the NFL. No, not um, too much. So I guess we'll start 
Um, we're watching the Monday night football game now. You listening looks, already know the outcome. It looks like terrible football. It's just terrible football. <laughs> I mean, a lot yeah, of bad football. I haven't football. watched much of it. but There is a lot of bad football being played, and evidence to that is there's only five, and I know it's very early, two two weeks in, obviously, yeah. we, we, but we have to talk about the, the two weeks we have. Mm-hmm. There's only five 2-0 and o teams remaining. If the Eagles win tonight, they'll be six, but... I, that strikes me as not a that's lot. That's low. That's I, very yeah, low. That, that's that and is they're not the teams low. you're you're expecting. It's like the yeah. Pats, the Vikings, the, yeah. the Broncos. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a few others. I can look them up, but like the Panthers aren't like there, there's yeah. high quality teams who are not two and zero. So only five. What do you think of Baltimore? The ga- thinks too, Baltimore yeah. What do you think of the game so far? Like, what's your? Because um, you know. I mean, you're a, a Pats of, fan, a lot, but it still doesn't. It doesn't really doesn't feel like it's a it's a lot of parody, um, and I don't know if it's the good kind of parody. Uh, there's there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Yes, that, I, that it just becomes more and more evident every week. And, and it's like, why is that? I don't know. I don't know. And like, it's I don't know if it's bad coaching. I don't know if it's like it, it strikes me as amazing that these teams aren't better in in their in their preparation in their drafting like i look at these teams that have teams like the cleveland browns who are owned to despite like getting playmake you know getting plays out of these new playmakers Corey coleman had a huge game you know at receiver this week for them like big time playmakers coming out of college despite instances like that these teams still continue to fail i look at a team like the browns who who traded up in the draft to draft Johnny Manziel, and they traded up to get Trent Richardson at number three overall, and yeah. he's no longer in the league. Like, I, I see moves like that, and I'm like, like, how are so these teams so incompetent? This is my thought. I think, and it might be true, it might have been true for a long time, but teams are much less likely to pick long-term solutions because football is so incredibly profitable yeah. now yeah. that you and I can't think of any specific examples. Maybe Trent Richardson, but like yeah. you kind of pick big names. That's why we I have mean, like the well, combine. Yeah. Like, so I'll say Zeke Elliott. I'll say like the the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think Zeke Elliott was a bad pick necessarily, but that's not a that's not a long term yeah. pick. Like, if you want to win football games, and this is you the over fifty to ninety percent, maybe fifty to seventy five percent of the first yeah. round draft picks should be offensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Right. If yeah. you want to like yes. build long term. Yes. Football teams yes. and win championship five years down the road. Yeah, you build an you build an offensive line. Yeah. That's what you do first. Yeah, and and most Absolutely. of these picks are are one and two are quarterback, quarterback, yeah. then like wide receiver, running back, yeah. one offensive lineman, a D, like a couple D linemen. Yeah, teams have started to move away from the running back movement in the first round. Finally, but Good. but but you still get those. I mean, Zeke Elliott was number four overall. Like, like that's what that's what I mean with like a you know that's not a long term pick at number four. How many how many running backs have the Cowboys just pulled out of their rear end and like put in front of that offensive yeah, like line? De, like Demarco Murray yeah, became a stud. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Arian Foster was undrafted. Like like these running backs, you put them in the right situation behind a good offensive line, and like you don't need to spend a number four overall pick on a running back. Like yeah. it's so it's picks like that, and so that's part of it. Is and that is it just bad? Is it just it can't be bad? Football like economic like it can't be coaches just being that's dumb I mean. or, or GMs like not getting getting it. It has to be owners and, and that's this comes into football play. operations being like we need this comes, to put people in the seats. Yes, this comes into play with who, other who, sports. We see it all the time, you know. And so th- it does inhibit general managers sometimes from doing their job is if they get pressure from ownership. Like we need a marketable. We need a Zeke Elliott in here. You know, Tony Romo's his career is winding down. Yeah. All we got is Des like, Bryant look, right look now. Look at the amount of quarterbacks that are drafted one and two overall and then start right away. Yeah, like yeah. that's not how you 
That's not yeah. how you build a winning team. Yeah. You don't you don't throw a rookie in there and watch him throw thirty five interceptions and then yeah. then be like, look, you're learning. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're you're getting your confidence. Yeah, that destroyed. almost never works. Yeah, like Peyton Manning did that. Like nobody else does that. Nobody yeah. throws thirty five picks their rookie year and then they learn from it and like understood what happened wrong. They just like lose their confidence and they end up dwindling away. Yeah, like so. Yeah, it's I don't know. To get back to the question, there's a lot of mediocre football being played in the NFL right now, yeah. and and I'll be the first to say it. What the Patriots are doing is is proof that everybody in the league is mediocre. The Patriots are putting a, like and Jimmy Garoppolo looks good, playing but they're smart. playing. Yeah, they're, like, they're just like it's incredible that if you look, the, so you beat the Cardinals yeah. with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, <laughs> not incredible football yeah, is played on no, either side. No, but the Cardinals just turned around smart. and beat the Tampa Bay Bucks forty to seven. Yeah, like they put up forty points. Yeah, just because. Now the Cardinals get to play the type of football they want to play. Two gunslingers going out, yeah. chucking the ball a bunch, players getting hurt, yeah. five turnovers per team, well, t- five turnovers yeah. for the Bucks, yeah. but like just football that's yeah. very loose, er, like loose, erratic and loose. loose and, cannon, yeah. and the Pats will sit down, will yeah. run the same play three times in a row if yeah. it works, yeah. right. and, and give their give themselves every chance to win. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Not, it's embarrassingly easy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's goes yeah. it's unbelievable coaching and, and game management, yeah. but I mean, it, it yeah. just you're right. It goes to show you that you don't need it's, to play but, but, spectacular football. You need to play yeah. smart football. But but that's what amazes me. And like and and I don't want to sound I don't want to sound too homer here, but I can't I just can't believe that more teams aren't well prepared. Like I I've been watching my favorite team play for 15 years, and I feel like they've never more than three times come out and be, been unprepared for a game. Like oh, I, yeah. I just can't believe that there aren't more. This is the highest level of this sport. There's in teams the world. that like it's like half the coaches in the league send out an offense and they're like, oh crap, the defense planned for our <laughs> yeah. offense. What, yeah. Well, what do I, we I do? Mean, yeah, yeah. Like it's, that's that's it's like this is the highest level of this sport in the entire world, and I just can't believe there aren't 32 coaches that could run like really pristine, well-oiled machines. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like I. I I know that you don't have all the. I know that every coach doesn't have the talent. You know, the, yeah. not every coach has Tom Brady. Not every coach has Gronk. But, but like, there's stupid mistakes that get made all around the league, and then year over year they fail to bring in any difference makers. It's like, it blows my mind. Well, that, I think we're at a point where football has the the quick duct tape fixes for all these teams have finally caught up to yeah. the league. Yeah. So teams like the Browns have been doing it. Doing it for years and years and yeah. years but now teams like the Cowboys and the Bengals and the and like the Chargers have just been taping together these yeah. pieces around like Philip Rivers, Rivers. Yeah. yeah and they're like look Tony a good football Romo. team Philip Rivers can throw yeah. to uh, Keenan Allen like yeah. no you, yeah. you have to build a team you don't yeah. just get to yeah. like throw in little pieces and hope it works until yeah. Philip Rivers retires like yeah. you need yeah. to build a, a team and a system and, and, and it's not happening and none of these teams have drafted a quarterback to put behind their starter for three years and say, "Hey, we're the Bengals, okay? Andy Dalton's a good quarterback. He's not winning us a Super Bowl, so we should draft a quarterback and have him study behind Andy Dalton and, and understand and bu- and what it takes and build to play. a team around that person. And, yeah, and, for and, three years and, later, and then yeah. when Andy Dalton's contract comes up, you can trade him for something huge because someone else, some other stupid team, will pay you for him, or you can just get rid of him and say, "Hey, you know that was a good run. We, we've groomed this quarterback. We've prepared for the future." And now we have a new quarterback that we want to build around rather than banging your head against the wall for the entire length of that quarterback's career, which is what a lot of NFL teams have done. The yeah. Chargers are one of them. You just said that yeah. Philip Rivers is a good quarterback. 
the Chargers needed to identify 10 years ago that that wasn't the answer. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, Phillip Rivers is part of the reason that they haven't won a Super Bowl because he's not – like, you know, these teams need to identify when something is not working and they need to start changing from the ground up and building something new. And that's that's and you, the part that amazes let, me. Is and, that you other let, team, and you let those pieces stay – like, you let the Phillip Rivers stay yeah. and you build around him for for, for – Beyond Philip Rivers, yeah, you build you something build for, that's agnostic to the player, like, yeah. and that, and that's what I'm. That's what I was kind of getting at with this, with like the the first two weeks that we saw out of the Patriots. It's like, you know, this is a team that's that's here. I, I mean, I, I know that people, I know that I would love to just sit here and say it's all Tom Brady. It's not. The Patriots have built a system yeah. that like that works with with different players, and you can afford to have. Gronk go down and Brady be out and they can still compete. Yeah. And there are teams in the league that can't compete. They can at least adjust. Yeah. They make the adjustments. They make Jimmy Garoppolo throw easy throws. They they dink and dunk and and, and run simple routes. And look, the Broncos are in the same category this year. The Broncos are Broncos are well oiled. They lost a lot of pieces too and they have a a, a rookie no-name quarterback who's in there who's who's not necessarily that good. Speaking of those two, I'll I'll list off the 2-0 teams. The obvious ones are the Broncos, the Pats, the Steelers, and can you name the other two? So Baltimore is one of them. Yep. I, which I had said before. Yep. The Broncos, Pats, Steelers, uh, and I'll give you a hint. Ravens. You should know who else is two and zero. I should know the other two and zero teams. No, you should know the one other oh. two and zero. Oh, there's only one other two. Right, right. So the Eagles will be if they win it. Um, the other two and zero team is. You particularly should know. I particularly should know. Oh, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Oh, wait. There's one more. <laughs> oh. Um, lo- oh, shoot. Actually, no. There's a, there's a few more. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, wait. I was only looking at... Oh, uh, oh, one conference. Okay. Well, no. There's there's two more. Okay. So, the Giants, and then there's two more after the Giants? Yes. I, I already said the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings. So, there's right, one right. more that you should there's know. one more behind the Vikings that I should know. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. The Texans. The Texans. Texans this week, 2-0. Yeah, 2-0 oh. yeah, versus the Pats oh. on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, two undefeated powerhouses coming <laughs> together. Um, um, so I guess l- l- we should use that as a segue to transition into this. So yes. just uh, quickly, we'll talk about Wait, that. Before that, let yep. me just say yep. one thing. Most unsurprising thing about the 0-2 teams, Colts, 0-2. The Colts are 0-2. <laughs> Andrew Luck. In the well, when you have the worst quarterback in the league, you usually go 0-2. So. Bum-ass Andrew Luck. <laughs> Um, and the stupid Colts. The Colts are on too, which is great. Classic. Um, so the uh, this week we have the Patriots and the Texans on Thursday night. Um, we're not going to go into any type of analysis of this no. game, but a couple quick notes. Julian Edelman's the backup quarterback this week. Officially named. And yeah, <laughs> Yes, officially named. But did named. you know I, that he played quarterback I at Kent State? I did at Kent State. And call, they haven't mentioned that in a couple broadcasts now. But, um, but yes, he is the backup quarterback to Jacoby Brissett. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, sprained AC joint, didn't break a bone, which is good news. But good news. he will be out until Brady comes back. So Garoppolo's season is done, I guess. Yeah. Season-ending injury, even though it's only like a five-week injury. You'll see him starting um, for the <laughs> for Team X yeah. uh, next year. No, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we, we've talked about that before. I don't want to get into it now. I think the Patriots will strongly consider trading him this offseason. But uh, either way. This week, we have the color rush uniforms. Well, we here's, wanna... here's the question. If Jacoby Brissett comes out, has two great games. They trade them both. Do you, 
who do you start week five? Jacoby Brissett or Tom Jimmy Brady? Garoppolo. Or Tom <laughs> um, who do you start, Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett week five? Because it can't be Tom Brady if your team's right. 4-0. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, no, I think uh, I will say Jacoby Brissett is – the, is the likely successor if he plays well because his age matches his age and contract match up with the potential successor. But let's not talk about that now. We've talked about uh, the Pats for quite a bit now yeah. uh, in this episode. So just quickly, uh, color rush uniforms are this week. So we were talking a little bit off mm-hmm. air about that. Um, the Pats are wearing all navy. The Texans are wearing all white. It's, that's a stupid. That's boring. That's boring because they have the same colors. That's, I mean, the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks play so, the Falcons. On Thursday night, color rush too, and they're the same they're colors the same too. Colors. So, so it, yes, it's, it's dumb. Uh, my, I hate the color rush uniforms. I, I think the idea of changing uniforms for one game per season on a particular night is a brilliant idea. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It would be but, so cool to watch your team wear a crazy uniform, but but so just do, drenching them in their yeah, own colors so, but, but is so you, dumb. But do you think that that should be? Uh, like the like the way it is now, where it's like every Thursday night, both teams are wearing new uniforms. Or do you think each team should just like whenever like they should pick a game? So, you I know think, what I'm saying? I like that it's on Thursday night. I like that you can say, "Ooh, Thursday night football. Yeah. Who's playing?" I can look up the cool yeah. uniform. Like so, but they shouldn't just be. Yeah. So, so it, this it's is the most cop out, boring look. Yeah. Is, some of them look good. Most of them look terrible. Yeah. Th- so you this can is, do so much with NFL uniforms, and yeah. they refuse to do I th- anything. I think this is. I think the problem with it surfaced from the debacle last year with the Jets and the Bills was that they did that color rush uniform and they yeah. wanted both teams to do their color rush uniform and so we had a, the Christmas M&M's red versus green and a nightmare for colorblind people yeah. in that they, game they corrected that so no and, teams are going to be but, but that's part of the issue now is yeah. that now the teams don't really get to pick their color uniform because one of them is always going to be white because they I mean unless they're stark contrast uh, colors, you know, they're going to be white for the most part, one team or the other, yeah. and so and that's the problem with the some whites look good. I, I yeah. look, I looked. At, oh yeah, um, I think the Saints uniforms the look Saints great. The Saints look great. The Jets the, look really good. Yeah. Um, but most of the teams look yeah. really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, it. Yeah, you're and right. They don't even use what, the coolest colors. <laughs> yeah. Like the Bucks are red, and they should be like pewter silver. Yeah. Like it should be every team's like third color or like yeah. a color you never see and just drench them in. Yeah, instead something different. Because like, you're right. Like instead, it's like, oh look, it's your normal color, but you're wearing the same color yeah. pants. We were just talking about like because I mean, so for me, like the Pats never wear a different uniforms. So I'm I'm like intrigued, and I kind of like the color rush uniforms, but solely because they're different and and. They're not that different. They're, they could be the, anything. It, well, the like thing them. is, it's the same shade of blue that their normal home uniforms are. It's just like drenched. Like the whole yeah. uniform is blue. And so, yes, I like it as a change. But like, you're right that it would be cooler if there was some like. It's a waste. There's a lot of potential yeah. that it's being wasted. Yeah, I think. yeah, I agree. So, um, either way, the cut. They every Thursday night are the color rush uniforms. So, I think at some point we'll get a, a good color rush matchup. I like the Panthers. I think usually look cool Panthers against look against cool. other people like um, that teal. I think the. Dolphins are going to look good this year, yeah, either, whether it's good. blue or orange. Like they never, they should do orange. Yeah. I think they're doing blue. Yeah. I would anticipate the Vikings should look cool, but I, I haven't seen the Vikings. Yeah, so there's um, a few teams like the the Bears will look terrible. The Bears will look so bad. <laughs> yeah, the Packers like, will look so bad probably yeah. too. Like the Rams will probably look terrible again. Like, yeah, like mustard yellow. Yeah, the Jaguars will be mustard yellow probably. Yeah, too. like there's a lot of bad. Like they're they're all so bad, and some of them are good, yeah. so they let it ride. But yeah, no, I'm, I yeah. wasted potential. So. In That's other, that. In other sports news, yep. my last note. Um, so I, I in the fantasy baseball playoffs, I, I was just eliminated by our, our good married friend, Jonathan Robertson. Um, but my team had a historically bad 
pitching week. Yeah. Um, and for the, uh, I'll give you a tiny breakdown. It, you you start pitchers per week. You usually start around eight to twelve, depending on how your team's doing. Yeah, you get and, eight and starts. You decide. And yeah. you decide who's going to start. Um, and you get points for how well they do. So you can get a win, a loss, or a no decision. Um, I would say it's about fifty percent wins because you only draft better pitchers. 40% losses, 10% no de- no decisions, who knows. My team, I pitched 11 starting pitchers. The first 10 go 10 for 10 in losses, straight losses. Every single one, boom, loss, boom, loss. Twice a day, boom, <laughs> boom, loss, boom, loss. Like, incredible stuff. Not one quality start. Um, goes all the way to Sunday. I'm... I'm I've lost every game that I've pitched. It's it's a joke. I'm going to write a letter to Yahoo. It's going to be incredible. 10 for 10, about to go 11 for 11. Drew Pomerantz, Sunday Night Baseball, the last game of the week possible. Yep. Definitely straight in line for the loss. Just like Three and two-thirds. Three and two-thirds. Seven hits, four runs. Throwing balls underhand to the Yankees. <laughs> um, basically, he like closed his eyes on a few, was just getting rocked. Taken out after three and two, and thirds. laughing while doing it, like Steve's gonna get a goal. Yeah, because like I had lost the week, and I'm like, let's go, loss, <laughs> loss, loss. Like I was very excited for this loss because it was all I had left <laughs> to root for, because everything else was garbage. <laughs> um, so I was rooting for this loss. Lo and behold, <laughs> the Sox down by five runs or four runs, six runs. Who cares? <laughs> Come back, no decision for the last pitcher yeah. of the week. Um, it was very disappointing. I lost that week, obviously, but I also lost the record of yes. most losses in a row, which I'm assuming is 11. 11 would probably be the record. But 10 for so. 10 sounds good, but I should have just sat You should have sat, sat him yeah. and said 10 for 10 instead of 10 for 11. I know. Such brutal you done baseball. It. So done that's it. that's baseball news. That's hopefully the only baseball news yeah. we'll have for the yeah. next few weeks till playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's... That's it. I won't. I talked he, about the ALEs last he episode. We'll blew it, that. but yeah, the, by the Red Sox not blowing. That was a huge, uh, a massive series that over the weekend. We're not talking about Red the series. Sox swept the Yankees. Not talking um, about the series. We're talking four, about four games. individual losing performances. Yeah, which was uh, not Drew Pomeranz. I know. Not that, Drew so. Pomeranz. Freaking no decision. So, that's that for a second period in sports, and we go to the third period, which I'm gonna let Steve drive because it's Pizza Hut news, and I've never done this before. I'm so. driving. Pizza Hut news. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Um, Taco does Bell. Pizza, does Pizza Hut have a sound effect or no? We can add one if you want. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more. I'm gonna give you a shot, a, a plain shot at the sound effect. Pizza Hut news. <laughs> All right. All right. If maybe, sound maybe effect, it's there. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. <laughs> um, okay. So huge day in Pizza Hut news. All right. I'm just gonna read you the the press release. Do it. <clears throat> On Monday, Pizza Hut will debut the Grilled Cheese Stuffed Crust Pizza, a dish that features cheddar and mozzarella cheese stuffed into its crust. So I know what you're thinking. This sounds like stuffed crust pizza. Wow, I've had that before. Yeah. No big deal. Wait. The difference between this new pizza and the more traditional stuffed crust are the cheese, breadcrumbs, and melted butter that top the crust, producing a crunchier texture reminiscent of a grilled cheese sandwich. Ooh. Now, can wow. you imagine the grilled cheese stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut? I can imagine it now that you said it. And, and it I, sounds I delicious. It. Yeah. And we need to, I, and there's no yeah. Pizza Huts in Boston either. <laughs> we technically only talk about fast food restaurants that don't exist in Boston. Because <laughs> yeah. there aren't. There's not yeah. a Pizza Hut in Boston that I can yeah. think of. We just talk about the fast food restaurants that aren't here. We, 
<laughs> that's all we talk about. Things we want and we'll never have. Yeah. But we'll, I, I want it. But I want it. It's a brilliant, brilliant innovation. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can drive to one. Like it's not like they're it's not like they're mythical. You know, like they they exist. I'm sure they exist but we somewhere. We can't access it without a car. Is really what it comes down to. So like we're not in delivery drive. range from Pizza Hut. No, 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 no. We have we will have to go to it in a car. So yes. it's going to be have to be a trip. You they know, will not come to, to us thing. in their car. You know what? Th- that's got to be the number one reason you're looking forward to ski season, right? Why is that we get to drive? To, to the skiing, Taco Bell, and then yeah. We get to go to Taco so Bell. Derek and I haven't have. I don't. It's not annual because we just go every time we go skiing. Or, but actually, we, or the Cape. We, we've or the Cape. We go to the Cape. In so the whenever summer. we break out of the uh, Boston <laughs> bubble, we take either what are the roads? Ninety three north, north or ninety three south. Ninety three north, 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 north and ninety three south. There's always one Taco Bell <laughs> on both sides, and we always stop. Yep. And we never leave satisfied. It's always no. It's, it's never we, good. We always like, get there and we're like, "Wow, I have to order everything on the menu because I never get it." We <laughs> overeat and it. We're, we're already been driving for a few hours, so it's we have not to drive for a few more. It's not the food yeah. you want in your body, but yeah. But we're still gonna do yeah, it. Maybe a Pizza Hut. Maybe we haven't been looking for Pizza Hut. They so make maybe pi- you know they make Pizza Hut and Taco, Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell. I think that's gonna mixes. be our calling. Yeah, the we'll Taco Huts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Pizza Bells. Hopefully, we find one. So. Uh, they exist. No, no. I, I mean, on en route on a ski trip this winter, hopefully we'll find a, one. A taco hut? A taco hut, yeah. I think we'll find one. I, I think, think it'll will. be there. Yeah. And we're getting both. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. We're getting the No, fried, we'll the... stop there for like an hour, and we'll just like eat, and then we'll wait, and then we'll eat again. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, that's all I have in, in third period news. It was more just... It was just an update. Yeah, just yeah. an update. Um, do you have any exciting. anything else in uh, exciting news? I don't think so any fast no i don't have any fast food news technically so. technically my final drive is fast food news so should i just throw it up there and just, do a different final drive that is totally up to you i think that's different enough that you can i think that's different enough if you want to keep it all as right your final let's, drive. let's throw it into final drive all right final drive what are you going first or second i'm gonna go first um just to kind of roll on the fast food agenda so starbucks um uh, as everyone knows it's fall season it's um, end of summer, so everyone's brought out pumpkin spice and all their uh, apple crisps and all their uh, apple cider flavored things. Starbucks is actually has released a high calorie, very enjoyable hot cocoa espresso, whatever. Um, it's called the chili mocha. It's called the chili mocha, <laughs> and it's a real thing, and it's very good. They're promoting it pretty hard. In store, not really in their commercials. Um, the chili mocha consists of chocolate. Obviously, that's what the mocha is. Milk, espresso. Sounds good so far. And then some sort of hot, spicy mixture. Beef chili. It's probably not beef chili. <laughs> it's probably like cayenne pepper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or yeah. like jalapeno yeah, yeah. pepper. I'm not sure, but it's very, very good. And it reminds me a lot of, and this is going to sound bad, but you have to trust me, it's good. It, it's like a, like those spicy margaritas. Like a margarita yeah, you get yeah, that okay. somehow has spice, and it's not overwhelming, but it's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's what the chili mocha is. And so have you ever had those the new chocolate that like has spice in it, yeah, or those yeah. like cho- the weird flavors of chocolate? It tastes exactly like, like that. that. In a drink form, and it's so good. So you had one already. Oh, I had one today okay. in okay. iced in iced chili mocha from Starbucks Grande. Nice. Wow, it's about six dollars, <laughs> twice as much as you should ever pay for a coffee. But uh, but you get some cool flavors you never had before. It's true, it's and worth I, a try. It's worth a try. Yeah. 
So if you're into that kind of stuff, it's very good. If not, it's still worth a try because it's funky and fun. Um, and it's a Starbucks drink, so it's pretty safe. You're yeah, not you're not right, right, trying right. something disgusting. Um, so I would highly recommend the Starbucks Chili Mocha. Yum. 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 Right. Two yums. So, so Two my, yums up. So my final drive's got to be this new Dunkin' Pumpkin Swirl flavor they have. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> that's not new. Uh, so my final drive is Candlepin Bowling. I went Candlepin Bowling today before the podcast with uh, coworkers. It was a work event. Um, it was fun. I haven't been Candlepin Bowling in like six plus years, maybe like eight years. I, I'm not positive really, but uh, it's fun. And we talked about this before. Uh, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know. But Steve and I see, agree on it, so I don't know if it can be that crazy. But I think Candlepin Bowling is better than regular bowling. I do. I think I agree. It, it's it's you know I I. I had a bowl today. I had one toss. I bowled it straight down the middle. And you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. It's fine. I bowled it, and, and I, I, I try to throw it pretty hard because I like to get the bounces and get as many pins knocked over. Sure, sure. I knocked over the front pin and no other pins. You won't believe me, but it is true. How'd you do it? I don't know how it happened. But the pin popped straight up in the air, and the ball ricocheted to the side, and I only knocked down one pin. Wow. And I I am I was shell-shocked, and everybody else was too. Is that why you like it? Uh. That's not why I like it, but it contributes. It's it's a little more challenging. It's like I feel like with the regular bowling, with the big ball, like you you bowl it right down the middle. If you hit the front pin, like you're knocking down at least eight pins yeah. when you do that. Or if you put bowling, some spin on it, you look cool and, and you look down cool and you, eight pins. Yeah, you still eight <laughs> pins. If you hit the the main chunk of those pins with a massive bowling ball, you're gonna knock down eight out of ten of them at yeah. least. Candlepin is tougher. It's tougher. You gotta you gotta you know it's it's easier to throw the ball, but it's tougher to to knock down a a big chunk of pins at once. So. And they're skinny pins. They're skinny pins. And a heavy, smaller ball. Yeah, and a, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, it, and so so obviously, the, where I knocked down the one pin was like extremely rare. That'll probably never happen to me again. But but what is relatively common is you you, you kind of hit a pin dead on and you just knock down that row of pins and like you don't knock any other ones down. Yeah. So it's like, it's tougher, you know? It's fun. My favorite part of candle pin bowling, I'm sorry to jump in on your final no, drive, no, but no, it's, I love it and you... You get to freaking rocket the yeah, ball. Like yeah. bowling, you you put more finesse on it's like, it. Or uh, like yeah, candle pin. You it, the harder you throw it, the the more yeah. gain you have. Yeah. Like yeah, strategies is kind of thrown you just to the whip wind. It. You just whip, whip it. Whip it. Yeah. Just throw it. In, in fact, in fact, you can yeah. whip it and you can get some whiplash in the gutter and still knock down the edge. Beam. Yeah, it happened to me like three times. You can almost throw it overhand if you wanted. To. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> kind of bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. There you go. Candlepin Bowling. Just figured I'd shout it out and went today. What's the name? Fun. Tell the name of the place and oh, where it is. Uh, oh, the name is uh, Sacco's Bullhaven in um, in Somerville, which is in Davis Square, yep. um, which is fun. It's And it's got a uh, flatbreads pizza attached to it, which is a restaurant that is actually, uh, uh, there's a few locations of it. There's one in Burlington I had actually been to before. They cook what? the pizza in a wood oven, like right in front of, right in the middle of the restaurant. Like they don't hide it from you or anything. Mm, they don't hide the pizza? They don't hide the pizza. <laughs> they, you see it cooked. And uh, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good place. Uh, not huge. There's only like eight lanes, I think maybe. But uh, but yeah, fun place. And uh, we're saying we're going to try to go there. So I say a bar, we get a group a and do it. And everything else. It's so. a lot of fun. You you get your own lane. You get to order a bunch of food and yep. drinks at your yep. lane. Yeah. So wow. we had yeah we had like four lanes with for our, wow. for our group. Yeah. So there's like 30 people or so. so yeah. There and you go. You, and you had the best. Bowl. I had the highest score of anyone. 88. So yeah. I know. Thank you. Thank you. So that's that for episode 35. If you heard it here, second. Uh, thanks to nobody who joined us today. We didn't have any thanks. Thanks, to no one. Out, so thank you to nobody. It was just me and Steve. 
Um, Thanks, Derek. But that's it. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I appreciate you. So, episode 36 will be next week. We'll see you guys then. Later days.